Welcome to Global One Media Stocks to Watch. I'm Michael Suido. I'm speaking today with Adam Coates. He's the Chief Revenue Officer of Decibel Cannabis. They're a Canadian company. Adam, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Before we get into everything, a note to viewers. Cannabis is legal in Canada, but that is not the case in many markets. So please do respect the relevant laws and regulations wherever you may be. All right, Adam, let's get to it. Decibel Cannabis produces and sells several brands of cannabis with names like General Ignition, Quest, and Vox. Give us a quick tour of what your company sells. Sure. I mean, we, uh, we're, we're highly focused in the ready-to-consume product format. So vapes, pre-rolls, infused pre-rolls, edibles. Um, you know, we, we sort of grew up as a business on, you know, premium dried flour. Um, but what we're noticing is that consumers as are shifting, um, you know, to preference towards these ready to consume products. Um, and so while the dried flower business is still a big part of the market, um, you know, where we think we can compete really effectively uh, with scale through manufacturing, consistent and innovative products is really in those ready to consume formats. Um, we've really led the way in innovation with our brand general admission in the vape and in the infused pre-roll category. Um, and we're always kind of pushing in and on the leading edge, um, you know, on sort of new product and new product development, you know, as evidenced by the launch of our Vox Pops uh, crushable pre-rolls, uh, which launched earlier this year. Um, general Mission holds the number one market share position in Canada. Um, you know, and as a business, we're in the number two market share position in Canada overall from a retail sales perspective. And so, um, you know, we really believe in our ready to consume strategy uh, and, and believe that that's where consumers are going. It allows for a more consumer packaged good or sort of normal consumer packaged good uh, experience with a high level of consistency, um, as well as opportunity to scale from a manufacturing perspective to look at expanding margins. And so um, it's that perfect sweet spot of you know, um, being able to scale at an efficient level and also be where the consumer is and where their choices are going. Um, and I think we've done a really good job with that as, as evidenced by, by our share position in Canada. As the, uh, the chief revenue officer, you're responsible for the top line of the business and ensuring that that grows. Uh, your business right now at Decibel is primarily in Canada. If we look just south of the border to the United States, the Biden administration is reportedly planning to reclassify marijuana as a Schedule Three drug. Uh, that would put it in the same category as anabolic steroids, and it would be a game changer for the cannabis industry in the U.S., opening up banking services, essentially decriminalizing marijuana use at the federal level. So what I want to ask you is, if that happens, will your company expand to the U.S.? Yeah, I, I think there's tons of opportunity still in Canada, um, and we continue in, to build our plans and efforts towards building our business in Canada. Um, however, there's there's a lot of market out there, um, and I think with our uh, manufacturing and commercial expertise that we've honed in a very competitive and tough industry and market in Canada, it really sets us up well to look at other markets like the U.S., um, you know, to increase our total addressable consumer market. Um, you know, there's a number of states that have kind of legalized recreationally, um, you know, by some change in regulations and laws in the U.S. will make it easier for, you know, a, a Canadian entity like ourselves um, to be able to meaningful participate in some of those, um, you know, established markets, um, you know, and we have a general 
sort of outside of Canada strategy that includes a thoughtful look at the United States and markets um, that we might want to participate in, um, as well as you know other markets overseas, like in Europe uh, and Australasia. So um, you know we think that the foundation that we've built, the experience um, and sophistication of our business in Canada will really lend itself to be able to hit the ground running in these markets and not have some of the, um, you know, I think the learning and the very expensive learnings that a lot of companies have as they're starting sort of greenfield um, expansion in some of these other markets that are relatively new. Uh, you know, we have the opportunity to come with established brands with products um, that we've been making and building and consumers love, you know, for many years now. And so I think it really puts us in a very, um, you know, competitive place to be able to compete in these markets uh, when regulations and laws allow us to do so. So you talk about hitting the, the ground running and this out of Canada strategy. Uh, if you do go into a new market, be it US, Europe, somewhere in Asia Pacific, uh, would you go in with the same brands? Would that be successful, do you think? Or would you need to customize it to the local market? I think the answer is both. Um, you know, we've built, uh, I think, a lot of credibility in brands in Canada that would be able to transfer over into other markets. Um, you know, and we've already done that with the Quest brand in Israel. We're going to do that in the United Kingdom as well um, with Quest and General Admission. Um, and so, you know, while we want to build our brands to be truly global brands and the way that we position them, uh, is in a way that will be, I think, relevant to sort of, you know, outside of Canada markets. Um, you know, there are some tweaks and customizations uh, that you always need to make that make it more relevant for, um, you know, the, uh, the, the sort of, uh, I guess, external market that we might be looking to outside of Canada. And so we have the ambition to create global brands out of general mission and quest. Uh, but as we get into these new markets, um, you know, I think we'll find other opportunities for some more local and regionalized brands over time. And I think you see a lot of examples like that in the beer industry, in the beverage alcohol industry, um, you know, as, as well as many other industries where you have truly global brands that, you know, transcend geography. Uh, and then you have some local and regionalized brands um, that cater uh, a little bit more to sort of that, um, that regional market. So uh, I think it's a hybrid strategy as we think about the long term for our brands under Decibel. I mean, I think of a bit of a different industry of fast food and McDonald's when it comes to Singapore. I mean, it is a global brand. It has the Big Mac, it has fries, but it will also sell Rendang burgers or it will sell other things which are specialized for a time of year and for our market. And it sounds like you're looking at that. Exactly. And I think that is the exact strategy that, you know, we are going to take into these markets, because the reality is, if you look at a market like Israel, like Australia, like the UK, where it's almost 90 or 95 percent dried flour in terms of what the revenue opportunity is. And it's a predominantly, well, it is uh, not predominantly, it's a fully medical market in those in those regions. And so what we did in Canada is when before, you know, kind of cannabis 2.0 being edibles and vapes and concentrates were allowed in Canada, it was dried flour and pre-rolls. And we really built our name and reputation over high quality craft flour. We were one of the first truly high-end premium uh, cultivators of cannabis, you know, in Canada. And, you know, that really built the credibility of, hey, these guys 
know how to you know make great products that appeal to consumer taste and demand um, and can bring, bring an outsized level of quality um, you know at a great price point. Um, and then the credibility that that built us allowed us to get into some of more of those novel formats, which are really kind of taking off. And so taking that same strategy where, you know, in these other markets, you know, looking at Europe and like Australasia, as an example, um, you know, where it's predominantly flour, um, you know, entering the market with high quality craft flour. Uh, and, and then as regulations allow and as the consumer develops, being able to launch in some of those other ready to consume formats that we've seen gain tremendous popularity, you know, in Canada. Now, the United States is a little bit of a different market where it's, you know, not a medical market in states that have legalization. So ready to consume formats, uh, you know, are, are very much in play. Uh, and, and I think we would take a bit of a different approach should we be able to, um, you know, compliantly enter those markets, um, you know, and bringing the weight of our ready to consume business that has helped our growth in Canada, um, you know, and really, you know, take advantage of that as well as our manufacturing expertise uh, to be able to have a great position in, in that market, you know, when the time comes. That's really interesting. Uh, I want to segue from you know, hmm. what you're selling to how you might expand. Uh, more specifically, expansion requires resources. So how do you plan to finance this? Sure. I mean, right now we are, you know, ca a cash flowing business. We're one of the few companies in Canada that are profitable, not just at the EBITDA and, and income net income line, but also from a cash flow generation. And, you know, I think that's really important is that we feel very confident in being able to self fund, um, you know, much of our, um, you know, much of our growth plans, um, you know, but also, you know, as we get into sort of um, some more established, um, you know, rules and regulations that give us um, the view on being able to go in force to, you know, a market like the United States, um, you know, we think that there's going to be capital available for us uh, to be able to go uh, and, and raise the, the required funds to, um, to fuel the growth in those markets as it will require, um, you know, significant resources. Um, but on the back of our results and being a cash flowing business, um, you know, which I think is really important and something that's very unique in the cannabis industry um, as, as, as being a truly sort of profitable, um, you know, business with uh, fundamentals from the top line to the gross margin line, all the way down to the bottom line, um, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's a huge strength of our business today. All right. Uh, regular listeners, regular viewers know what's coming next. It is time for the elevator pitch. Uh, Adam. You got 45 seconds. Tell us, why is Decibel Cannabis a stock to watch? Uh, well, I think we're undervalued for, um, you know, the results that we're putting out. Um, if you just look at our financials, again, from the top line to gross margin to profitability and cash flow, our market position in Canada and the opportunity that we have to take this platform uh, to much larger markets uh, outside of Canada, um, you know, I think on a fundamental basis, we provide a great opportunity for investors, um, you know, and our valuation is at a time right now, um, you know, where, the, where there's quite a bit of value to be had. Adam, it's been really fascinating. I've learned a lot about your industry. It's really interesting to hear about your expansion plans, potentially to the US, to Australia, to Europe, uh, how you're going to be taking your established brands, also customizing things at a local level. Uh, wish you good luck. Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking with Decibel Cannabis's Chief Revenue Officer, Adam Coates, and you've been watching Global One Media's Stocks to Watch. I'm Michael Suato.